My name is Rebecca, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Dollars and Cents with Clinch Powell podcast. We're going to be talking about things that make sense in this world that we live in. We're going to be talking about housing solutions and other, other practical things that we can do in our lives. My co-host is Stace Harvey at the end here, and she can introduce herself. So I'm actually dealing with all things housing with Clinch Powell. So when I came to Clinch Powell, one of my first questions was, how on earth does somebody start a nonprofit? You just wake up and say, hey, I feel cute today. I'm going to start a nonprofit. So to answer that and how you become involved as a board member with a nonprofit, we've got two very, very special people here. We've got our executive director, Ms. Lindy Turner, and we have our chair of our board, Mr. John Dust. So welcome to you both. I'm going to start with you, Lindy. Literally. How do you wake up one day and say, there's something going on in the world and I want to change it? All right. Well, first of all, thanks for, for having me. Um, second of all, I would say, um, if you wake up one day and say, I'm going to start a nonprofit, my first piece of advice would be go back to sleep. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, not really, but it does take it it take it takes a lot of thought and consideration actually over the years. I've counseled many people who have wanted to, some have gone on to do it, some have made decisions based on our conversation about perhaps working through others, uh, merging, all those sorts of things. Um, because really at the um uh, at the at the baseline, nonprofits are still businesses. And um, that's the that's the issue. Lots of times when you're when you when you see an issue that needs to be corrected or there needs to be some focus put on it, um, <clears throat> there there is no magic fairy that brings you money to do those things. So uh, it is it's still you have to have a business mindset. It's just that your business is mission. Um, so that's really important. But back to the question you asked me about. Clinch Powell and how we started as a nonprofit, it is really kind of a, a, a different trajectory. Um, my, uh, my background is actually in agriculture. And uh, I was an employee of USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service. Um, I worked with farmers every day. We did, uh, we did conservation um, practices, helped them with their, their farm um, their farm economy, their farm issues with erosion, that sort of thing, crop rotations, fertilizer, pesticide uh, regimes, all those sorts of things. And um, the in, I, in, in, in this area, which is really was really a wonderful place to be because we also happen to be in the watershed of the Clinton Powell Rivers, which are critically important, actually worldwide. They're two of the cleanest rivers and most important uh, rivers in terms of biodiversity in the world. So um, there uh, for there there was a there were some signs of degradation in the rivers. There was uh, um, a coming coming together of local officials that was um, supported by the governor. And through that process of how can we how can we protect the um, the biodiversity in the watershed? Um, one of the programs that was mentioned was the Resource Conservation Development Program, which is technically 
uh, starts off by being a program of the United States government with USDA. Um, and so they requested some assistance to help do planning, bring together uh, regional groups to plan. And, and I was tapped to be the person to help them bring together that plan. And just through continued work with a, a local, the local group, which became a board of directors. And then as we looked at how might we actually put this plan into place and bring resources, forming as a nonprofit organization just naturally came out of that. But the key is we had local support. We had uh, support of, uh, of local leaders. We got lots of public input and we developed a plan and a strategy um, of where we wanted to go and what was needed with this organization. And that was how many years ago? That process started in 1988 um, and we became chartered in 1989. So it will, um, we're, this is our, April, actually, April 15th will be our 34th anniversary. I'm going to say, that's math I can't do on my <laughs> I know it's a while ago. So, John, for you, there's so many amazing organizations, so many, and here and all throughout Tennessee and really throughout, throughout the United States. So what was it that made you wake up and say, Punch Pal, this is an organization I want to be a part of, I want to throw my energies into? What was that for you? Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me here today. Uh, uh, and I know that I speak funny. I got a strong accent. So if you do not understand, please let me just let me. I thought it was my accent. <laughs> but anyway, uh, in regards to the question, uh, I just happened to finish with my work in, uh, and I was like trying to retire. Mm. And I went to my wife and I said, well, I want to retire and so forth. And well, <laughs> The retirement never came through. I, mean, I, I, I got right now involved with two different companies and stuff like that. Uh, by the way, I used to work in a big corporation and stuff like that. So I had the opportunity to meet Lindy and, uh, and Sherry, and uh, we start talking a little bit about Clinch Powell and what this whole Clinch Powell is all about. It, and I got excited. I mean, the more they talked to me, the more that I got excited. So. Um, Anyways, in the, 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 the procedure that we follow, I think that we ended up eating at the, what was the restaurant? Ruby Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Ruby Tuesday. And I'm talking to them. Uh, they start explaining, you know, what the goal and objection, ob objectives of the, of the organization were. And I got excited about it. And I said, well, uh, at the time, there was an opening for the board. And she offered it uh, to me. I mean, I was very glad that they, they did. And uh, then I came and I joined them. And how long have you been on the board? About six, seven years. I will say since 1916, that's when we start talking. And, uh, so. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, thank you both again for being here with us. We really appreciate it. Um, this is our first episode, as you all know, and we're really, really thrilled. So, so Lindy, tell us a little bit about what Clinch Pals up to these days. I know you said we started in conservation, but mm -hmm. what are we doing now, nowadays, and um, kind of in the whole picture. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did start in conservation, but the interesting thing is, is conservation is was the impetus to become to 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 pull this effort together to look at at at, at communities. So, but even so, even though conservation was the impetus, even from the very beginning, um, we we focused on things that 
the communities, people in the community, not just community leaders mm -hmm. said we're in need. Um, <clears throat> so uh, conservation was and is still a very part, important part of what we do. But here's the thing. When you look at conservation and protection of natural resources, the, the, the impacts to those natural resources all come from people mm -hmm. and communities. So uh, what, what made us different then, what makes us different today is that we are not a one trick pony. And um, so while we're looking at, oh, here are the things that could affect the water quality, the reality is when you look to see what is affecting it, you can't actually, um, you can't, we look at things this way. Uh, if, a, if a farmer um, has, um, it has his operations are making an impact on the resource, then you look at the rest of his operation. And what we found was, um, you know, income is, uh, is an issue. And so there were lots of housing issues. There were lots of solid waste issues. There over, you know, over time there were there there was a real lack of in small rural communities, particularly a, a lack of strong um, what's called third sector, the nonprofit sector that 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 does a lot of work um, in our society to support people. So that's how we develop and still how we operate with the whole purpose of being to build strong communities, to care for people and protect natural resources. That was what we focused on 34 years ago. And that's still what we're focused on. But what it looks like in practice certainly has changed. So if I come to you and I say my house is in foreclosure, how much is it going to cost me to help you help me get it fixed? It, our services from a from a counseling standpoint cost nothing. Um, and, uh, I mean, all of our counselors are, are certified. I mean, it is a professional status and they will work with you and the, as, and then they will, with your permission will become, um, a kind of a go between, between you and your lender, um, uh, because they speak, they speak lender language. <laughs> If that makes any sense, absolutely. Plus, as um, as as professionals, they have access to the level at the lender to where they can get something done. Sometimes that might be a loss mid, maybe a, um, a loan foreclosure, however, or a loan modification. But however, right now we also have access to mortgage assistance funds through the state of Tennessee. Thank you to the um, the, the COVID funding that came from Congress. That is, uh, that is helping people, you know, get current on their mortgage. So that's the first thing we would do and see if you can qualify for that. But when that money is gone and at times when it's not available, we can, we can help you determine what's best for your situation and, uh, and, 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 and make that happen with the lender. So this isn't a, I'm going to pay you a fee and you're going to fix my credit, make it all shiny and new. This is, I've got to do the work. Correct. And you're going to help me. Correct. Even if it's just a credit issue, we will, we will, we basically walk alongside you. We give you advice. We tell you, you know, give you an action plan and be with you, but you have to do the work. So what, so what, um, 
John, I'm going to ask you. Okay. Because ladies have her turn, so that's your right. So if someone wanted to be a part of this organization as a board member, what would you what would you tell them to be doing now, or what type of attributes would do we need in a good quality board member here at Coach Bound? Okay, basically, uh, you know what we need to do is to for that person to to identify with ourselves with one of the board members or mm -hmm. something like that, mm -hmm. and then we will start looking after that person, you know, looking at their background, looking where, where what their experiences are. Right. Typically, I think that we represent seven different counties, and what we try to do is to have two for each, you know, two board members for each county. Okay. We got a total of 15 of them, and the pretty much the terms are like about six years once mm -hmm. we sign up for six years. But the, uh, the, the, the important part is like, you know, how they are how they are uh, spiritually, if I, if I could say, you know, mm -hmm. how how would they identify with the rest of the group? I mean, as you can see, Lindy, we're very blessed to have her, you know, because she's I mean, an exceptional person. And I just, we don't have just Lindy. I mean, the, whole, the rest of the organization is just like that. Mm -hmm. So the same thing we expect from the members. They need to have the background. They need to have a lot of experience and so mm -hmm. forth. But once that person is identified, we try to talk to that person, approach it. Uh, we will uh, go probably outside and have a conversation with them. And if, if, if the small group feels good about it or about that person, then we will bring it up to the board. And, and, okay. and the board will, we will see that person for a vote. And once the vote is taken, then we will go from there. But right now our board is full, right? So we no, we need we have one seat. So come on in. So if you, any of our listeners, are interested in serving on the board of directors with Clinch Powell, now is the time to come forward. You've heard from Lindy, you've heard from John about what we're about. So this is kind of a plug for that. So if you have that um, that desire and that burning um flame inside of you to make a difference in the community. We'd love to love to have a talk. And I think that's why anyone comes to Clinch Pal. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I'm really excited, particularly because we have expanded Clinch Pal, which was primarily in the eastern part of the state, but I like to call my office Clinch Pal North, which actually was is not north of Clinch Pal. <laughs> just in, it's just in my head, I identify it as part because it's, it's Towards Nashville on the 40, but you're actually more north here. Especially challenged you are, guys. I admit it, do not ever ask me to hang a picture. It will not go well. So for for our agency to be growing the way that we are, we're always in need of people. And, and we've got a fantastic program with the AmeriCorps program. Yes. And I just kind of wanted to touch on that really quick, Miss Lindy, mm -hmm. if you would, because this is a fantastic opportunity. Yes. If you're maybe retired, but you've got some student loans, this program is a great way to get them all. It's great. Uh, first of all, I would like to say, I really hope that you're not retired and have student loans. <laughs> Just let me say that part. How many if are retired? Because if you are, you really need to call us because we do financial yes. literacy. <laughs> um, uh, not, I mean, but. Actually, I, I'm saying that, but the reality is it may not be your student loans. Many parents and grandparents at this point are taking out plus loans. And we yes. we are counseling people who it is it affecting their ability to retire. It is. So right, as a side, that's nothing we do. Give us a call. Um, <laughs> uh, 
And um, yes, AmeriCorps. We we actually, uh, our AmeriCorps program is called Appalachian Cares, and we have uh, had an AmeriCorps program since 1994. Appalachian Cares came into being in 1996, um, and we are the largest AmeriCorps program in the state of Tennessee. And it ties right back to the things I talked about before. Uh, what what is what's needed in the community? Um, and that caring for people, building strong communities. And um, we place the Miracle members with, uh, with partner groups, with host sites. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about building us as Clinch Pal, it's about building the capacity of those, those, um, those important structures in all communities. We have members in that are, that are working with conservation groups across the state. We have members who are working in food pantries, who are working um, with, um, with, with groups that work in drug recovery, who are, in, in, who are working, helping build houses with other housing groups, and even in museums and after school programs and boys and girls clubs and parks and, 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 and. So, uh, and we, 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 we have positions that are full-time. We have positions that are half-time. We have positions that are just more or less summer and um, uh, to the tune of more than a hundred a year all over the state. And uh, members receive a stipend, which is like, think, think internship, think internship, you receive a stipend um, and uh, for the, for the service that you're providing. And then and you get an access to an educational award that can be used to pay off student loans or go to school. And if you happen to be 55 or older, like maybe John and I are almost, <laughs> I'm right there, right? Uh, then you can actually pass it on to your child or grandchild. It's amazing. It is. It's amazing. It is. And my, I know from experience, my daughter did an AmeriCorps stint, and she was able to use that stipend to offset because she did have a couple of small student loans that she had to take. So her AmeriCorps service actually paid those off, which was fantastic. Yes. And it created an amazing networking community for her as she was looking at jobs when she graduated. So it really is a, a fantastic program. If you know of somebody that maybe is a college student or maybe can't afford to go to college full time, so they need to work part time, this is such a fantastic way for them to be able to get that done. It is, it is. And and what it does, not only for the members themselves, but for their communities is, is um, it, it is amazing. I always say that we at Clinch Pal are the organization that AmeriCorps built. Because many of when when typically when we are looking at starting something, housing was an example. You know, a way that it's like, ah, oh, we 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 here's where we think this would we it's needed. We think this will work. We don't have the resources yet to do it, but the AmeriCorps program helps to 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 lay that groundwork, to do that foundational thing, and and um, um, and so that's ways how we brought things to life. It's also uh, a very important way that we that we get staff assistance in an affordable way, give us a chance to train people um, in an affordable way, kind of on the job training and uh, uh, really, really proud. Which is a really interesting concept. And, I, and I'm going to approach you with this, John, because as a board member, stewardship of our funds has to be a 
paramount concern for you mm -hmm. and the board. So being able to see how Lindy and her staff are able to, to garner these funds and then use them in, in such a great way, that's got to look good for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the way that we do it is basically that we present or she presents a lot of these projects to the board and the board will look at it. I mean, we got a very diversified board and it's people that they are involved in law, there is, there is people that they are, they are professors at the University of Tennessee. Uh, like me, I, I came out from the from 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 from, from the industry and all of that stuff. So we all get all these ideas, and then we will uh, talk about it during the meetings. And and if you want to get involved, by the way, you can get also involved into this. Mm -hmm. And uh, to the extent that if you believe the you will believe the and their staff. And once the idea is presented. They will be submitted to a vote, and if the vote is uh, to go move forward, then we'll move forward, and then we will get the green light. Mm -hmm. She just takes it and <laughs> takes the vote and runs with it. You know, like basically that's that's the way it works, and we appreciate that. I love the way John says, "Oh, she just does this," because the reality is, we all know that I do not. <laughs> Dave does it. Rebecca does it. We do. We are. Um, we are blessed, and we're smart. Mm -hmm. uh, um, we're, we're smart um, I, you all have heard me say this many times we we treat every dollar that comes in the door like it, it was our own personal money and I know that um, and I know probably staff's tired of hearing me say that all the time but but it's the truth um, there there will never be a time where um, there we're, would be fearful of anything being in the newspaper because of, of what we've done so um, so stewardship of funds is critically important. And like John was talking about the board, it, it's, if I could just say, that's, that is the most important thing I do as executive director is work with the board. The board is the basis of everything. It's the foundation of everything. And when, um, <clears throat> while we are, we welcome people who are interested, if there's not a board seat, there are volunteer opportunities. Sure. And it's rare to have a board vacancy and we take it very seriously. <laughs> because when a board member is not here at a meeting, there there's something missing at the table. Um, and I think most board members actually recognize that, you know, everybody kind of, bought, or like John said, they're very different backgrounds, so. So I want to shift gears real quick. Uh, first, I want to plug that we are looking for an AmeriCorps position for our digital marketing. We need someone to help with social media because right now I'm the only one doing it and I need help. <laughs> and, and as long as you're plugging that in Cumberland County housing system. Yeah, so we are, we're definitely looking for AmeriCorps members. But to shift gears and kind of wind this, you know, wrap this up a little bit. What are you hoping, Lindy, out of this podcast? What do you want the subscribers to get from these different diverse kind of conversations? What are you hoping to get? Because this was her idea, folks. And she said, hey, Stace, hey, Rebecca, make this happen. So here we are. So what do you really want listeners and subscribers to get? What I want them to, what I want them to get, what I want them to get is the opportunity to, A, tell us what they want to hear. Uh, in a way that's real, not something they have to read a whole lot about, or and that that is timely and to the point and pragmatic, and from the horse's mouth, so to speak, uh, whoever that horse happens to be. Uh, the second thing that I want to get is to try to get the essence and all the things that we can do 
for people in their family's life. I desperately hope that they um, they get inspired and motivated to ask for help. Um, it, and if it's not from us, to ask for help from someone. But if they need help, we're here for that. And we can help them also ask the right questions so that you don't get Hoodwink. Hey everyone, it's Rebecca with Dollars and Cents with Clinch Powell. Just want to do a real quick thank you to everyone who's listened to our first episode. Our next episode is going to be celebrating that March is National Credit Education Month. And we're going to be talking to our friends at Regions Bank about all the different ways that folks can clean up their credit, establish credit, lots of different programs, and also about some of the things we're offering here in collaboration with our friends at Regions Bank. So check in, check in and, and tune in and make sure you see that. And also, if you have any topics that you'd like us to, to breach and to talk about here on this podcast, email us at info at or check out our website at www.clinchpal.net. We'll see you soon.